Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. And today I'm going to talk about Project Tin Can. That's what I'm going to call this project anyway. It was a project done by the Chinese government in 1987 to test the psychic transference abilities or telepathic abilities of unwilling, unwitting individuals, meaning individuals who were untrained, uh, had no uh, inherent capabilities of telepathy, and really had no knowledge of the um, of telepathy at all. Um, and so they took uh, approximately eight volunteers and put them in this project in 87 and tested their capabilities. Now, the education ranges from these individuals from elementary level, uh, elementary school level as their highest education to high school uh, capability and education. So that is uh, a portion of the control of the study. Now, this paper is called ESP, PK, and somatic science. So they're saying extrasensory perception and uh, psychic kinetic uh, somatic science. Okay. <clears throat> so as we know uh, in Chinese culture, they value a lot of the qi energy, energy that's inherent in every individual. And qigong is a method of art form in which to develop that qi energy. And so they believe that a lot of the qi energy comes from people who practice qigong regularly. And the energy electricity is the highway in which people transfer uh, telepathic images. So what they found through this study is some very interesting uh, pieces of the telepathy puzzle. One of which is how our thoughts transferred. And they believe that it is the electricity uh, transference from one individual to another. Electric transference. Electric thought transference. Now one of the great questions one has always asked is how does this information appear to an individual on the receiving end? Meaning, how do they see this information? And what they found through uh, more uh, test subjects, not just the eight, but they tested uh, others in other projects and they referenced them in this paper, is that individuals have in their testing what happens to be a screen that develops in front of their vision um, and they can see things on this screen and it's not just one person that described the screen but it was many it was the majority of uh, test subjects and they say that they see a screen and that there's images on this screen and it is only images this is one of the conclusions that they found throughout this study was that the majority of the information received is image only. It is not auditory information, meaning that they're showing people information. However, 
the audio transference either is not possible or we just simply haven't perfected it yet. So, um, in, you know, when we go back to, you know, our alien references, um, meanings have been transferred across from alien to human contact. Um, however, it's unclear as to whether that was auditory information or simply meaning through pictures uh, and images that were sent telepathically to the abductees. So when we go through this paper, we see a lot of information, um, and some of the other information is really interesting too. Um, they they took a look at how far of a distance people could transfer the information, and the distance was not a problem. That was not even a factor. They went from a few yards to a thousand kilometers from Shanghai to Beijing. So in short distance is not a factor. Uh, they also found that, like I said earlier, capability is not a factor. They, they trained some of these individuals on how to do it through their method, which they didn't really describe in this document, unfortunately. Uh, that would have been interesting to see, but they trained them for a short time, and all of them had capabilities of transferring thought to another individual with high degrees of success, and they have like some of the other CIA papers, they have uh, documents in this paper showing what they were able to transfer. They were able to transfer numbers in the sequences of up to three numbers to six numbers. So if they were able to receive one number out of the six, it was considered uh, not, uh, not a success. If they were able to, to receive three numbers out of six, it was considered to be a partial success, and six numbers out of six was a total success, and they had a high degree of total successes. And it was, it's impressive because they show the side-by-side -side drawing of each individual and what they were able to write down on each individual's paper. In one of the other uh, projects or uh, testing, they the transmitter was asked to transmit a picture of a tiger with stripes. So they were able to see this picture. There's a picture in the document of this tiger and they said to transmit this picture specifically. And when transmitted, the receiver stated that she was able to see a tiger. It was yellow with stripes and it appeared to be coming out of its den or out of its lair. And if you look at the picture, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like this Lion is, or tiger is coming directly out of a lair and kind of getting up and ready for the day, potentially ready to find its first prey. Uh, another picture was a butterfly, uh, which had some dots on it. And when transferred, the receiver was able to state that it looked just like a butterfly with a few dots on it and the colors as well. And... Like I said with the tiger, she was able to state that it was like yellow and orangish, and this uh, this butterfly had colors as well. And so what they found was was that not only are they receiving the images, but they're also receiving color, and that was one of the very important portions of this test was to see if they could transmit uh, color with the items as well. Now, to take it even further. 
in this testing, they wanted to find out if they could transfer meaning behind uh, some of these items, which they were able to do. Um, they were able to transfer transfer some of the meanings behind um, different pictures and, and what that meant. Um, the only problem that they had was that if they turned the item, the individual didn't have the correct direction. Meaning like, let's say you have a piece of paper on, on the, or you have a 3D image, 3D object, like a water bottle with like a symbol on the front, and you turned it to the side. Some individuals had difficulty trying to figure out which direction the symbol was facing, which really isn't that big of a deal. Um, however, if you were using this for military operations, obviously you'd want to know exactly which way, you know, maybe a tank is facing or a submarine is facing. Um, the next portion of the study focused on uh, the odor and spoken language to see if that could be transferred as thoughts. So you would have to transfer it in a different method than speaking. Hey, this smells like a skunk, or hey, this this picture, uh, you know, looks like a tiger. You know, and they were so so they looked at that and they found that through other studies that spoken language and odors were able to be transferred as thoughts. Um, but it's necessary for the sender to put this information in written or graphic form before it can be transferred. They stated that um, thought transference is characterized by the following high information volume, high discrimination, selectivity, and transmission distance. does not seem to have any marked effect on the transmission. Um, they stated it did not require a power source as ordinary communication forms do not require complex devices or equipment. So it d demonstrates the potential value of thought transference. So like, so it seems as though the study was really focusing on quite a variety of, of different topics, but they really wanted to see what could be transferred, how much could be transferred, what couldn't be transferred, and what the method of transference was. Um, I think one of the, they did have a difficulty with something, but I'll have to take a look at that. One of the really cool things they did find out was that <laughs> it didn't matter what language they transferred it in, meaning if they read it in Chinese, and one individual, maybe the transmitter, knew English, and they transferred it in English, the person would receive it in Chinese. Or, if they did receive it in English, they could actually write the English down. Meaning, this individual, the, trans, uh, the receiver, had no, no previous knowledge of English, but would be able to write in English the information given. So one of the really interesting pieces of information was, um, you know, we're talking about individuals who have elementary school level education and they transferred over numbers in English, in the English language, and they wrote them perfectly. Now, and you can see it in this document. So not only 
can we transfer information, but we can also transfer them in different languages that we don't even know consciously. However, possibly, subconsciously, we're able to receive this information and write it down or at least copy down the information even if we're not aware of what the language is. Truly fascinating. Truly fascinating. If this if this study is accurate and they're telling the truth, uh, it, it's simply fascinating. Now, you know, the only question I have is, you know, since it came out of China and it was 1987, you know, China is a communist government, I, I only worry that maybe some of the scientists in this in this writing this paper were writing it under duress meaning they had to have success because China is so focused on success that they they were potentially misrepresenting I hope that's not the case I hope I'm just being paranoid but um, that is a potential possibility um, however if this is true and this document is 100% true uh, and it's a long it's a long document it's 56 pages um, it really opens the door for other psychic potential, meaning not not only can we just remote view a place from far away, but we can also speak to each other from far away. Uh, Yuri Geller stated he received information uh, from an alien encounter in which he was blinded by the light of a UFO and had uh, some alien encounter. Also, Nikola Tessa reported the same thing. Nikola Tessa reported that he had uh, an alien encounter in a bright light, and when he uh, encounters any bright light, it almost blinds him, and he had the capability of, 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 of a crazy amount of sensory input, meaning he could hear a fly land on a table and it would be deafening. He could hear thunder cracking 600 miles away when his intern could only hear it 150 miles away. Um, things that wouldn't matter to us or we wouldn't hear, he would hear. He was hypersensitive and maybe due to this hypersensitivity he was able to achieve some of the things he was able to achieve and work on a higher vibrational level. Um, and inherently, according to this this Chinese experiment, you know, we, we all have inherent telepathy. Uh, they randomly selected these individuals and trained them only slightly, and they were able to have extraordinary success in communicating their thoughts, uh, ideas, different languages, colors, meanings, um, and other sorts of telepathic um, medium to each other um, with, like I said, high degrees of success. And what's fascinating is many of these individuals, like I said earlier, they see these sequences on a screen. And this is, this is uh, repeated throughout this document. They stated that longer sentences can appear sequentially on a screen, um, and sometimes they can have a, a split screen if it's too much information. So they'll take some information on one screen, split the screen in half, and get other information on another screen. Now, they did stay, state that this screen does not stay for very long. It's kind of like a quick screen, and then it's gone. Um, 
And it's interesting because I have not heard of this green um, reported in a lot of American written literature about psychic phenomena. Uh, however, there's not a lot of American written literature about psychic phenomena when it comes to telepathy. The vast majority of psi phenomenon in America, in military specifically, had to deal with remote viewing or out-of-body experiences. Very little of it, at least the documentation that's been released to us, has not stated anything really too much about telepathy at all. And I mean, I've done a lot of research and, and a lot of digging on different keywords, and I just haven't found very little. Um, <clears throat> so it's just, uh, it's, it's very interesting to see this. They even state, you know, some of the, some of the individuals, um, names and the buildings that they used, uh, in China and the different floors that they put the subjects on. They'd put them on, put one subject on the first floor, one subject on the third floor. Um, so they were definitely separated by quite a bit, um, and, and and that's that's really interesting. I think the only thing that they had difficulty with was trying to figure out movement and placement of the items. Meaning, if they had turned the item, like I said, with a water bottle, that was difficult. And movement of an item, meaning, let's say that tiger was moving, they were watching a movie and it was moving, that was difficult for them to transfer movement over. Um, however, I mean, you know, that's minimal in the grand scheme of what they're able to do and what they're able to accomplish. And I think it, I, you know, I definitely applaud them for being able to achieve the levels of success that they were able to achieve. Um, and that there's so much more to learn about, about this phenomena and how it works and how we're able to harness it, um, you know, for the betterment of mankind, you know, to be able to understand each other more clearly, to have better uh, communication, to have less disagreement, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for people maybe not understanding each other and causing arguments, causing fights. I think, you know, telepathy would be a huge advancement in uh, human uh, ascension into a more peaceful being because, uh, the more we understand about each other, the more we understand about our fears and the reasons why we do certain things would allow us to be more compassionate and be more successful overall as a human society. And that's a, ultimately that's where we want to get to. We want to get to ascending to become a, a better society, less less focused on the self and more focused on society, service to society, you know, making society better, making humankind better, um, you know, and, um, you know, at, at this age that we're in, you know, in this unfortunate situation that we're in, we get to kind of pick our future, you know, pick what we want to do for our future, um, you know, maybe eliminate some of the things that were keeping us away from ascending to be a better person, to be a better society, to be a better overall planet, um, and take away some of the things that weren't really working, you know, you know, working 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Is that really helping us ascend as a person? 
spiritually, mentally? Um, is that helping us as a society when we're killing ourselves off uh, due to stress and heart attacks and suicides? Um, you know, if we want to become better spiritually and mentally, uh, and as a society, we have to be able to become more compassionate. And to do that, telepathy would be one strong method in order to accomplish not only our spiritual goals, but overall, overall our societal goals. Could you imagine if five people on a project could work telepathically on creating a building or creating uh, a solution for uh, an illness? It, it's, it's undeniable that it would uh, exponentially increase the rate of success on any project given that we had telepathy. It's only a matter of time before we achieve this. And when that time comes, our society will be better for it. So I hope you're staying healthy, taking care of yourself, staying well, uh, and continue to ask questions, continue to work on yourself, continue to work on your hobbies, continue to work on your interests, and, and being better getting better. We're all trying to get better in many ways. And with that being said, Lockdown Universe, out.